Yeah, 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 yeah. What's good, young? Y'all already know what time it is. It's time to cook something. Man, we have a great show today. Shout out to Be Exposed Radio, the number one radio, new radio show, that is. It's time to cook something with Hilarious Omar. We have a great show for you guys this evening. I am accompanied by a special guest, none other than social media star, the kid Gowie. Hey, is in the building. <laughs> Yeah, man. First and foremost, how you feeling today, King? Hey, man, I'm feeling great. You know, staying safe, staying out the way, but, you know, maintaining my health and all that other good stuff. So I really can't complain. How about you, brother? Hey, not too bad, man. I'm glad to have you on my show. Thank you for accepting the uh, offer to come on here and kick it with me. The people love you. I'm a big fan of yours. Appreciate and it's, it. it's, it's really good to have... Um, people that are doing that thing actually from the DMV area coming collab, man. So mm-hmm. I want to just give a big shout out to you for, for coming on. Um, originally we were supposed to have you and Dante green. Yeah. Uh, show up on the show. He's another Baltimore basketball legend. Um, so if you guys don't know who the kid Gowie is, first and foremost, get familiar. You, you have to, because <laughs> this kid is literally like the Mount Rushmore of NBA, like keeping us updated with the NBA, his social commentary, his sketches, um, just just knowing so much about the sport and what's going on and keeping it fresh. Uh, Gowie, I got to ask you, how did you get started? Because the people need to know. Um, it's funny because like I've been creating content since 2012. So I've been in this for the longest. I've just been doing things from parodies to, you know, just different things like that. Uh, but I end up blowing up from the LeBron James challenge. And after that, I felt like my lane was just sports because I actually went to school for sports journalism. But a lot of people don't know that. And okay. I kind of felt like my life came in full circle because I blew up from a LeBron video. It led to me doing LeBron videos. Then it led to me showcasing my knowledge in the sports lane. So it Man, all, shout out to you, because it's, you know, one thing to, to try something and do something once, mm-hmm. but to continue to be consistent about what your passion is, that's very hard for people to do, man. So, you know, with you, say, matter of fact, what, what college did you go to? What I actually went to the University of Baltimore. University of Baltimore, yeah, so okay. I, I graduated with my AA from uh, Hartford Community College, uh, and that's out in Hartford County. And then I went to UB for a little bit. So you're a Hartford County nigga for real. <laughs> it's it's hard. It's hard because like it's funny because I'm born in Baltimore City, uh, Wolf and Monument, and I bounced around from different areas in Baltimore. Cause you know, I don't want to be that nigga where somebody asks me where you from, and then I'd be like, oh, I'm from everywhere. Then they think you're bluffing. Right. So it's like, right. nah, like I'm really like I'm really from everywhere. Like I bounced around a lot throughout my childhood, but right. I did I went to high school in Hartford County and then I've been there ever since. So let me get one time for the people out there that, that don't think he's certified, man. One time <laughs> One time, Gary. Let me get a fuck it is, dummy. Hey, fuck it is, dummy. There you go. All right. <laughs> hey, Baltimore, show the man some love. Hey, show me some love with your dumb ass. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> yeah, man. So, um, you know, as I mentioned before, being on the Mount Rushmore of uh, sports commentary, like, mm-hmm. how does that? How does that feel? Where Where do you feel? You know, you you really got your your foot in the door once it was like solidified because that's a that's a huge achievement. You're up there with um, you know, other no- notable social media personalities that also do similar things of what you do when it comes to sports. Yeah, um, I feel like it's it's really great and it's a blessing to be honest because a lot of these guys that you you're referring to, the famous losses, the B dot A dot fives, um, like those guys, they were like 
the guys who really paved the way for all of us. Right. So to even be mentioned in the same breath as them is really crazy because like I was watching their videos, laughing at that content and thinking to myself, like, yo, I can possibly do something like that. Um, but just like put my own twist on it. And then, you know, I kick it with them and they tell me all the time, like, yo, you way too talented and stuff like that. And this, that, and the third. And I'm like, the fact that you get respect from the OGs in a sense, even though we all within the same age range, like they had clout longer than I have. So right. it's a different type of respect that I have for them versus uh, me just coming in and acting like I run it. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing you gotta, it's very imp- important uh, that you show people that have paved the way for your, um, your creative genius as well. Like we all pull from different places. Mm-hmm. You got to give people that came before you, you know, certain level of respect. Now we live in an era where we want to take and, and give nothing. Yeah. Even if it's acknowledgement, we don't want to give it because we are fearful for whatever reason for somebody else to shine or somebody else to be acknowledged. And, you know, up here, you know, I do this show for the culture, you know, sure. when it's time to cook something, you know, that's that's a <laughs> statement for the culture, you know. Um, but, you know, that's that's really what it's all about, man. Like one thing that I've never shied away from is paying homage to people that came before me, paying homage to those who uh, influenced me to do something. Right. And also just giving people their flowers while they still can smell them. I mean, I there feel like go. a lot of people, they want to wait to the last minute. But like, yo, he inspired me to do this. Like, why ain't you tell him that while he was still breathing? So right. I just always felt it was corny to try to hide where you got ideas from. I don't care if it was somebody with 20 followers. If I felt like that was something that they inspired me to do. I'm going to shout them out. Exactly. Hey, um, to the producer of our show, if it's possible, before we before we get there, I just want to know, and you don't have to go on air, um, if if you could just signal to me, there was a viral video that I seen of yours, and this this is what brought the attention to make me a fan. Mm -hmm. It was the summer where I think I want to say that all creatives, especially if you didn't already have maximum exposure, mm-hmm. you were trying to figure out what your lane was going to be, what type of content you can make to really give you that buzz. What was the video that really set it off? Because I think I know which video it is, but I'm going to let you tell the people. Right. What was the video that really set it off for you and put you off into social media stratosphere? Um, like I said earlier in the show, it was that LeBron James challenge when LeBron James was in the locker room. Uh, he had shaved his head, got a bald head, and he started dancing in the locker room singing T Grizzly. T Grizzly, and, shout out to T Grizzly, <laughs> yeah, big shout out to T Grizzly, man. Uh, that man changed my life, uh, in, in a very great way. So, um, yeah, it was one of those situations. I had I had a bald head already because I had did a Tupac parody, okay, so all eyes on me had just dropped, and I was doing a video where like. Uh, pretty much I'm a guy that was a big fan of Tupac. I'm dressed like Tupac, like, yo, come on, we got to go watch the movie. And then I also play myself as a friend, just flaming me up, calling myself like, uh, Tay Diggs and, uh, Little Bill and a Hungry Nate Dog and stuff like that. (laughs) Little Bill though? (laughs) Hungry Nate Dog, that's funny, man. (laughs) So I'm flaming myself up and I had a baldy from that. And then one of my homies, he tagged me, um, actually it's Dietronada's brother since we, you know, keeping it local, but, uh, Dietronada, you know, the MC out of Baltimore, uh, it's her brother, Platinum J. He had tagged me in the post of LeBron doing the challenge. And I'm like, you know, I looked at it and I was like, I don't, I don't know why he tagged me in this. It's cool. But then I sat there and I thought about it. I'm like, yo, I got this bald head. He tagged me in this post. This thing looked like it's about to go viral. So let me just try it. And bro, that joint went crazy. It I'm went crazy, bro. I think it got on ESPN, didn't bro, it? Bro, everything. ESPN, Shade Room, House of Highlights did a piece on me. And after that, like, 
it's I tweeted the I tweeted uh who has a better LeBron James challenge than me. T Grizzly saw it. He tweeted it and he retweeted and it was like, let's make this go viral. And that's why I said T Grizzly changed yeah. my life because after that, it wasn't no looking back. Niggas prayed on my downfall. <laughs> Show you niggas how to ball. Fuck you talking about. <laughs> you better cook, bro. Hey, I'm trying to tell him. Hey, to the producer on the show, um, if it's possible, if you could pull that video up, I know that the people at home that are looking at the live stream, they'll be able to see it um, through through video. We'll be able to hear it. If you could find that video, uh, LeBron James, uh, the kid Gowie, side by side, ball heads. You 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 young to have a ball head though. I'm gonna hey, let you look, know right man. now. Hey, look, That's a man. certain level of maturity. Look, man, genetics. Uh, pops had a ball head, so I knew it was coming. I wasn't yeah. blessed with a good hairline. My hairline was pushed back since the age of three. So <laughs> <laughs> I did. I went through all the jokes in elementary, middle, and high. Damn. That's why I got man, tough skin, though. Grown man at three. <laughs> Rocking a ball head in the hallways. Was motherfucker slapping you? Remember the uh, nah? That's a good thing. Nobody ever smacks. Nah, I had hair at that time, so okay. I, I kind of got the dodge that I didn't go put a body until uh, that summer with the okay. LeBron joint, and what then ty- after what, that, I felt like it was good luck. So I no. kept it. What's, what type of ball do you have? Do you have the George Jefferson? Oh where hell no! Nah. Nah, my joint ain't that the pushback. My, I got like the the Stephen A. where it's somewhat salvageable. <laughs> <laughs> it's somewhat salvageable, but it's like nah, bro, just let it go. So you better not dare grow one of them uh, Stephen A. bushes. <laughs> I'll be cooking Stephen A. every time he go viral on something. I, I take that opportunity to punish Stephen A. Hey, bro, whenever I do my Stephen A. videos, I'll be pushing his joint all the way back to the middle of my head, and people be like, yo, stop doing his hairline like that. I'm like, That nigga bush like a camel toe <laughs> from, the, from the 70s. God damn, Stephen A. I can't wait, man, I can't wait to really, really be famous because this motherfucker, they're going to hate me. They're going to hate me. Oh, or they're going to love me. Because it's time to cook I feel, something. I feel like a lot of these dudes hate me on the low, though. Like, yeah. Stephen A., Shannon Sharp, like when I do all these impersonations, I feel like everybody gets credit for their impersonations but yeah. me. And I don't take it as like a oh, I deserve more clout. I deserve like it's nothing like that, but it's like I know you see it, bro. Like right. mad people will retweet it's impossible. it. Impossible. So, yeah, you've been around like, for a while and been doing on, it bro. consistently. It's impossible. I've done it too many times for y'all to not at least acknowledge it once. And it's like I think it's just one of those things like, nah, he trying to play me. But like I said, I be pushing Stephen A. joint to the middle of my head. So I, I, <laughs> I mean, literally, it is in the middle of his head. So <laughs> you, you, you're doing justice right there. Um, for the people watching at home, do not go anywhere. Continue to tune in. We're definitely going to have a Q&A where we interact with you guys and uh, answer some of the questions that you might have. So don't go anywhere. So with this LeBron video, mm-hmm. um, to the producer, if you can, if you can let me know whether or not you'll be able to play that video on screen for the people at home to show his viral video, just let me know. I'm actually in the chat room right now, so I can see everything that's coming in. Um, we got Dante. Shout out to Dante. Shout out to Chris. Shout out to Tom. Shout out to Richard. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. I know there's a lot more of you, and feel free to uh, buzz in. Uh, BeExposedRadio.com live stream, YouTube stream. So, you know, I used to play a little bit of ball myself, man. Yeah, you told me. You yeah, told me. I played. But um, was you nice, though? Because a lot of people say they play ball, but did you play ball or were I you play, just on the team? Hey, listen, listen. <laughs> I'm, let me get into it first and foremost, okay? All right? When I came up, all right, I was one of the most sought-after underrated recruits out of Maryland. Okay. You know, I came up in the same draft class. Oh, not the, let's not go to draft class. I didn't get drafted. Uh, I came up in the same high school class as uh, the likes of Kevin Durant, mm. Ty Lawson, okay, uh, uh, Mike Beasley, Sheesh. Um, Nolan Smith, 
So if you're from the DMV, you know we are rich in basketball and football tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, Davies was uh, was uh, played at one of my rival high school. That's what some of y'all don't know about Davies. So when Phase Our Love came out, blasting Dave East for being a fake whatever. At the end of the day, I will say he never talks about Maryland or the D.C. area because that's where he really got his his talents together. And he was a he was a stand up guy when I met him. I don't know where all this hood shit is coming from because <laughs> I believe. Nah, seriously, man, I believe like I come from a background like everybody in my family. Not, I'm not gonna say everybody. I'm not gonna do that. Do that, but. My my big brothers and everybody, we, we was in the streets, man. You know, mm-hmm. my mother, you know, had a drug problem. So the only reason why I really played basketball was one to dunk on niggas, and two to try to get my family out the hood and, and play in the NBA. So I came across Dave East, and then years later, Dave East goes to become. I mean, his his real name is David Brewster. Um, and y'all can Google that at home if you're tuning in. And this isn't to take away any street cred. Anybody knows me. You know, I have the rights to say what the hell I'm saying. I don't never go above or below my 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 lane, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But he was a stand-up guy. He was an outstanding player. It was one game I never forget because you know when you are on varsity, you go once your game is done. The next day you go grab a Washington Post so you can see your stats. Yeah. The next day, that's what we all used to do. And it was one game. Dave dropped 41 in a game, bro. Dang. And I know there's some you know other crazy stats out there, but that's just to show you. You know, you could be good at one thing, but still not be great enough to ascend to the next level. And, you know, another other a number of other things, you know, things that uh, a lot of we, we see it in the NBA. A lot of people have you got people that have uh, mishaps mm-hmm. or issues off the court, per se. And I think um, when I played at Coppin State University, he was at Richmond playing for the Spiders. And we went to Richmond and there was no Dave Brewster. Right. Or also known as Dave East. And it was at that point that I researched and he had a lot of issues off the court at that school. And I think that's when he also made his transition into the hip hop game. Yeah. But not to get too too far off topics. um, That LeBron James video, that's where I became a fan. And I started watching your content and seeing you go from that video. And the one thing at home that people need to understand is once you find that glory video, as an influencer, you don't have shit else. Mm-hmm. So now you have to to scrape up your 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 creative genius to try to keep going because now you have fans. Now you have what you wanted. Now you have the eyes on you. How hard was it to keep keep going? Because I seen other videos right after that. You had you do a, a great uh, James Harden parody. Mm-hmm. You've done so many other NBA players. How hard was it to keep it going once you had that huge hit? Um. In the beginning, it was hard because those people came for a specific reason. Right. So it's like if you go viral for something, people are going to want more of that one thing. So when I did the LeBron challenge, obviously I imitated LeBron for, uh, well, I imitated one of LeBron's IG stories. Boom. Now, every single time LeBron uploads an IG story that's funny, people DMing me, boom, boom, tagging me in it. Like, yo, you yo, know, you you know what to one. do. Like, yeah. it says, and it gets to the point, like, yo, now I feel like y'all trying to bitch me talking about you know what to do. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. Like, like, you work for them and shit. Yeah, so, um, like, <laughs> I, I went through that whole thing. I'm like, bro, like, the LeBron thing was cool. I gave people what they wanted. I gave them about, like, six or seven of them. And I was like, all right, bro, like, I'm not about to, I'm a grown-ass man myself. I'm not about to keep impersonating this grown-ass man on some... 
you know, weird stuff. Because from a from my perspective, if I put up a video that was funny, you went viral from it, cool. But every time I did an IG story and you copied the same thing, yeah, like time after time after time, you're like, all right, bro, like now nah, it's getting weird. Like right. you ain't got nothing else to do. Like you don't have no other gimmick. So with me, it was kind of like I just shelved that like completely, and then I started doing LeBron skits. Right. And then once I got into the skits, people was like, oh, no, nah, he's actually funny. He's not just a guy who just copies LeBron. Right. And that's kind of just how I just rode the momentum on for it. And as an artist, I think it becomes, you know, part of it is you want to be really respected. You yeah. don't want to be a gimmick guy. Because there's a lot of gimmick people out there where they do the same thing over and over again. And sometimes it works, you know. Um, but if you're really a creative and you really want to be respected, you're going to continue to push yourself and not uh, – allow people to box you in when you when you say people are DMing you saying you know what to do. Yeah. Almost like they they, they, they do feel entitled. Um, that's one one of the things that I've dealt with even in my own career, uh, especially being a social media personality. That was new for me because I was already six years in to being just a stand up comedian. That's all I wanted to do. I didn't mm-hmm. want fame. I didn't want popularity. But unfortunately, we live in an era where if you want to make it, that comes with it. Yeah, it's inevitable. So, like, for me, you know, I was doing the city-to-city impersonations. Mm -hmm. And it started with just Baltimore and D.C. And people started to box me in. And I said, hold on, wait. Before I – this is my home base because I've lived in both. I'm not going to limit right here. I want y'all to know that you're watching something legendary. So I challenged myself. I do a Philly video or or work on a Philly video, call my boy that I knew from school and be like, hey, this sound right? Mm-hmm. And I started doing my Philly shit. Same thing with New York. And then then it got to a point where that's all people knew me for. And I was like, hold on, wait. I'm doing this because a lot of people, and I know we're going off topic from Sports Force, just a second. Yeah. A lot of people that are viewing from home, they don't take time because it's instant. Instagram, it's instant. People don't take time to dig deeper from what they see. A lot of people are on the surface. So they'll see one thing and think from what they saw you one time, that's all you got. Facts. So my whole thing was, oh, nah, I'm I'm so into this. I'm going to learn the dialect of every major city in the country. Mm-hmm. So I did New Orleans, Philadelphia, New York City, Baltimore. Um, I think I did one on uh, Jersey, Chicago, Southern California, Northern California, and uh, Atlanta. But it just got to a point where I'm like, hold on, wait. Am I boxing myself in from the other opportunities that are out there? Because I don't want to just be this guy that impersonates dialect. No, that's a fact. And it's funny because, like, you were saying that you became a fan of me through the LeBron videos. And I became a fan of you through the Baltimore DC videos. Number one, you be killing me with that. What's good, y'all? Yeah, that's right. be having me dying. So I'm not even lying to you. But, yeah, it's like. I became a fan of you. And even when we went to the DTLR event, I told you that day that we met, I was like, bro, like I was literally watching your video this morning. Yeah. So it's like, it's just funny how that works out. But yeah, that's, that's a whole thing. Like, I think the good thing with you is that at least you were probably able to keep your name. Even if they didn't know your name, Yeah. you were able to still keep that. Like they had to learn your name with me. It was like, that's the LeBron guy. Right. So everywhere I went, it was like, yo, LeBron, or oh, that's the LeBron guy, this, that. So I, it took me like a year and a half after that to try to get my name for people to recognize me as Gowie. Because it's right. like, I do more than that. I do the Stephen A., the James Harden. I do the parodies and stuff like that. So that was the hardest part about my transition and all that other good stuff. So, yeah, I think that was a, a positive one. Yeah, and, and you still, 
you know, there wasn't a limit placed on you to a point to where you couldn't even use your own damn name. Like, that's the right. craziest part. Right. <laughs> well, it's our job as creatives, man, to continue to force that envelope. If people don't want to openly accept us and respect us, it's our job to keep working our, our craft to the point where people just do mm-hmm. and they fall in love. Because we've seen a number of people, you know, go beyond or much get where we're trying to get much faster. And I know that that comes to strategy and strategizing. Possibly we talked about earlier before we started the show, having a team is very essential. Mm-hmm. Um, do you I know you've, you know, collab with a lot of people three years ago. We did that collab and we happened to meet each other in person at DTLR. Yeah. You know, how's how's that relationship been like? What are some of the opportunities that DTLR has blessed you with? Man, DTLR has been, you know, wonderful to me. Uh, We linked up at All-Star Weekend. I've done some things with them. Spray Ground uh, was able to give out book bags to the kids and stuff like that out in Chi-Town. So, uh, yeah, DTLR, we actually started a new series called uh, Hidden Gems. You can see it on their IGTV where I pretty much take some – uh, hidden gems as far as fashion clothing, pieces that people are kind of overlooking right. because they may not feel like they can rock it. Right. So we bring them to the light and show them how they can you know, match the fits and stuff like that, sneakers, whether it's Air Forces, New Balances, whatever. And we put those together and, you know, short and sweet, like a one minute, one minute 30 type of video. So yeah, DTLR, they've been, they've been really nice. I, I came a lot to them. Shout out to DTLR. Shout out to DTLR, man. Um, trying to bridge the gap in communities. What are, what are some of the, because I've seen you had your own like people that want to support you. What, what what's a brand or you know certain merch that you have merchandise yes. that you have? So this hoodie that I got on right now, it say head ass on it. Um, this is part of my merch. Uh, you can go to thekidgallery.com. I have different things. That's if you're a fan of mine, you know why it's there. Right. So this head ass hoodie, somebody might see it and be like, why his hoodie say head ass? But like if you watch my my roast videos or whatever, you know that my tagline. After I'm flaming somebody else, hit us! So like people be like, show me your face one time, man, because you you didn't have the sub zero mask, Scorpion mask on for the whole show. Let them know you. It's really you and shit. Yeah, so you know it's me. Hit us! <laughs> so whenever you see the the hit us on the hoodie, you know that's what it's referring to. Um, I got like a T of me dressed as LeBron and different things like that. So yeah, it's. You know, like I said, thekidguy.com, you can check out the merch, but that's really just the brand. That My brand is my name, and that's right. kind of what I'm trying to push right now to get out that LeBron box. You right. Um, who are some of the influencers that you've had the ability to work with? Because um, I've seen certain videos when I'm like, oh, my goodness, this yeah. dude is in, um, in this position and working with that person. Yeah, I mean, even outside of working with them, I just know a lot of people, bro. Like, a lot of people mad cool with me. Um, we've never had the luxury of working, but um, the ones that I have been able to work with, Famous Los, uh, Filet. Um, Shout out to Los, man. Straight out of Baltimore, man. One of the one of the illest spitters <laughs> in the world. Got to give my man props. I know Los personally, but that has nothing to do with, you know, how I respect him as a lyricist. And uh, you also said... Uh, Krista Ace, uh, Brianna Green, those are two former Globe Trotters. Uh, yeah, the list goes on, man. I'm real, I'm real cool with Brian Davis, the comedian. That's my guy. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's it's the list goes on. I, the, the funny thing <laughs> is, is that I'm not too big on collaborations, uh, only because it's kind of hard to get everybody on the same page. Right. So uh, I do a lot of my comedy myself, but like there has been different 
you know, collabs here and there. I've done uh, NFL Pro Bowl advertisements and commercials with destroying he's like an nfl guy yeah so uh yeah man it's the the big the big dogs like i've worked with them all and i think it's real dope to even be able to be in that type of upper echelon because it's like those guys have millions of subscribers and followers yeah i am at the 100ks just up there with them so i love it well head ass uh speaking of head ass who would you get because i know you've watched who would you give top five roasters on Instagram? Mm. Hey, on the spot with it. Uh, top five roasters. Got to put take my V card in there. Okay. Um, I'm definitely gonna have to put uh, what's your name? Uh, DK. DK. Okay. Got to put Darius DK. DK. Yeah. That Darius dude. Shout out to DK. Where is he from? Jersey. Yeah, I think he is from Jersey. Okay. Uh. That's two. I'm going to throw you in there because you do your thing, too. Okay. Oh, my boy, Clyde Webb. There's a dude named Clyde Webb. If you don't know who he is, dude from uh, Houston, hilarious, bro. Um, He just did a video on Dwayne Wade uh, recently. And okay. I'm putting myself in there. All right. Hey, okay. Like, look. The fact that I'm in your top five, man. Hey, because at the end of the day, I prime you up to be like, you no, know, I, sure. I ain't give you the emoji <laughs> eyes or nothing like that. I just simply just ask you off the muscle. Um, but nah. here's, the, here's the thing, though. Like when it comes to roasting, I feel like some people are just. I feel like some people are too laid back with it, and if they too, and if they aren't too laid back, they try too hard. Right. And it shouldn't really come off that hard. It should just be like, this I'm delivering the line. Boom. This there is what you're you go. good at. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I like DC Young Flies roasting to a certain extent, but then I feel like sometimes it's more animated, which makes it funny versus the actual jokes he's saying. Right. So he'll be like, you hear that like a VCR? Head at it. Like, right. Like, right. Head at it. Ugly. It's like, it's more, <laughs> it's more the taglines and the animation that makes it funny versus the actual jokes itself. I mean, and this is no, this is no, no strike it. It's funny, and he actually put in the work to to become funny. As far as when it comes to roasting, one of the hardest things for people at home to do is accept other people that also like. That that never knew who I was was we're not accepting this because DC Young Fly was doing it. I will real goat. Young Fly. I'm I believe the challenge of he he has to. He's 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 a real motherfucker. So he would accept the challenge but People give people that have the most notoriety the most credit. Mm-hmm. And there's other people out here that are doing the same thing and might even be better than the person that has the notoriety. Mm-hmm. And once again, this is no slight to DC. This like, is no slight man, to DC. I just seen this man live in Baltimore. I paid to see him mid-pandemic. If they don't tell you something, like I could have right. got sick messing around being at his show. So like big shout out to DC, huge inspiration. But that is a thing that comes with roasting. When you yeah. come into the game roasting, as soon as people see it, oh, he's trying to be DC Young Fly. That's now, what I, I got, got all I got the, the time. Same you exact got the same thing. thing? Same exact thing. And it's like people, they see who popularize something and feel like you're copying them when right. it's really been the art for the whole time. Right. Even if you look at a ha ha David, shout out to ha ha. He cool too. But like the 
oh, it's cold, cold. Like that's been a thing even the OGs were saying. Right. Like when you wanted to put emphasis on something, right, like right. yo, you know, you, Mike, up on it. you know, Mike. Nah, I don't know Mike. Mike, Mike. Like right. that's always been a thing. So and and, and the thing is, <laughs> an artist that receives credit for somebody else's work is not. It's they're not going to come to pu- the public and be like, hey, uh, I want y'all to know. I know y'all love what I did there, but I actually was inspired by X, Y, and Z. They're yeah. not going to do that. Yeah. It's for y'all at home to understand. It's You can still be a fan of somebody, but it, for me, mm-hmm. I had a situation with the referee thing, right? Yeah. There was an actual comedian that um, I, I was unaware of, but he actually, at the end of his set, he'll take off his regular clothes and he'll have a referee outfit on. Mm-hmm. But he does that in stand-up. So I said, I vow, I vow to never overstep boundaries and do that on stage. But as far as my character, my character is completely different than what he does on stage anyway. Yeah. But I went on, for the record, I went on my social media platform, again, giving credit where it's due, showing respect, to the other people that came before you, there's nothing wrong with doing that. At I'm all. still succeeding. I'm still successful. And on top of that, I'm not a thief. I got a relationship with that guy. He did nothing but tip his hat because of how I went about it. But a lot of people are not willing to do that. And the funny thing is, that's the easiest way to earn respect, bro. Like you, if, let's say if Ha Davis did know who the original person that did that was. And like yeah. I said, once again, he popularized it. So by whatever, that's not taking anything from him because it wouldn't be as fresh as it is today right. had it not been for Ha Ha. So he deserves right. all the credit for what he I put, did. I, I ain't gonna lie. And this is no slight to Ha Ha either. Yeah. I put him on the Mount Rushmore of social comedy, social media comedy. <laughs> Without a doubt. That man is hilarious. So, um, but yeah, like that's how you earn respect. If somebody say, yo, like, I feel like you bit something from me, you know, you talk it out and be like, dang, like this does seem similar. I can see why you'd be upset. Like I did, that wasn't my intention. I don't even, I'm not even familiar with your content, whatever. Right. And y'all could chop it up. Y'all could work together, whatever, to make it, you know, blow over. Now, what I don't like is when random niggas pop up and start talking about you stole something and right. uh, you ain't, you not even, you don't even know who they are. Like, come on, bro. Like what you talking about or what you trying to claim is something that everybody does. But uh, yeah, I definitely feel you on that. Like I said, that's the easiest way to earn respect. And it just needs to be done more, especially in this era where everything has been done. Like right. literally everything that we do has been done. You just got to find the one thing that you can change to tweak it to make it your own. Right. So if, if you put a referee shirt on, everybody don't want referee shirts, right. but what are you doing with that shirt right. while you got it on? So that's what it come down to. And then the problem in that, again, goes back to wanting somebody to be in a box because Fact. you feel entitled. Mm-hmm. I had to stop doing the referee thing for a while because people wanted to only see that. Yeah. And it's like, yo, but one, I'm not a real referee. Number one, <laughs> this is just some additional shit that I'm doing for you, for you guys, this pleasure. But this ain't social media in general. I'm, I'm not even really a big fan of it because of the other side of social media will causes people to go crazy in their psychological. Like there's pros and cons to this social media shit. So it's like, there are other people that don't give a fuck about your psychological. <laughs> they want to make a bag off you and that's it. But for me, it's like, I'm not about, I'm a per. I'm a human. Mm-hmm. And even though I have dreams and aspirations, I want to make sure I keep my, my, my personal mindset and who I am always intact. How do you, how do you, what, what are certain things that you do to constantly make sure that you are intact with yourself? The thing with me is that I don't hesitate to step away. 
So uh, I think a lot of people have this mindset, no day off, it's got to be the first one awake. I got to get to work. Somebody's going to outwork me. That's cool. But at the same time, you got to realize that your sanity comes first. Right. I've seen a lot of people in this influence lane battle depression. Some people off themselves already. Like this stuff is real. You know bro. people that commit suicide? Yeah. From social media? Yeah. Like um, I can't remember, I can't remember the dude's name, but he was a YouTuber. Uh he, even hot damn I rock. Like he went through his depression phase right. and he, you know, he lost a couple of homeboys and he's so busy trying to create content for people, you know, while everybody's passing away around him, he's worried about creating content for people. So that type of stuff can really mess you up. Um Katie the Don, she just came out recently talking about how she was battling depression and didn't know what to do because she was she felt like she was, you know, living in the trans. So a lot of people don't understand either. We're constantly thinking, constantly on right. our phones trying to figure out what next thing we do, we entertain. But at the same time, we gotta remember that we can maintain who we are as people and you know, sustain our stability because you can really lose your mind when you get caught up in the numbers. You put out a video that you thought was going to do numbers. It only get, you know, a hundred likes. And you're like, damn, bro. Like, I thought this was going to be the one. So right. your head start messing up. My numbers are dropping. Yo, what am I going to do? This is how I eat. So it's really just me. I'm like, if I'm tired, I'm fed up or I'm not in the mood, I'm out of it. Like, I am I take a, a hiatus for how many days that I need. Um, I'll, um, I'll post, post some old stuff. And, and that's, that's it. Got you. Yeah. Give me one second. I need this uh, sound to clear. All right. Sorry about that, guys. It was uh, a little bit of interruption. And that's one of those hit ass moments. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Right on the money. <laughs> hey, so listen, we're about to, uh, first and foremost, again, it's time to cook something. One of the hottest new radio shows slash podcasts in the DMV with your guy, Hilarious Omar. I'm accompanied by special guest, social media star, NBA commentary guru, the kid, Gowie. I like, and I like how you put so much emphasis on the on the boy. You feel me? Guru? Come on now. I ain't never hey. got that one. Before. Hey, guru! Hey, you know a lot about the game, and you always keep us updated, man. So I got to put respect on it. For sure. Let me go to this chat real quick and see what the people are talking about at home. Let's see here. So I got a fresh new chat. Uh, if my producer, if you could, if you could go ahead and put the, uh, the, the, uh, phone line for people that are still tuning in to, uh, call in on, uh, shout out to Adam. It's his birthday. Shout out to Adam, everybody. Y'all show Adam, Adam some, some birthday love. And if you want to call in to be exposed radio right now, you can do it. It's time to cook something with hilarious Omar. The number is four, four, three, six, four, two. Nine four zero three. Again, if I move too fast for you, something's wrong with you because I went slow. <laughs> that number's going to be four four three six four two nine four zero three. While we wait for those lines to 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 to, to add up, uh, we got to get in the sports talk for real, man. Oh yeah, you know that's what I do. When it comes to what's going on with the L.A. Lakers, mm-hmm. matter of fact, before we jump into basketball. We had a big sports moment over the weekend. Okay? <laughs> we had a huge sports moment over the weekend. Yes, sir. We had Morgan Freeman versus hey. James Earl Jones. <laughs> and then we had uh, the three-time NBA dunk contest champion versus, uh, what's his name, Jake Paul? Jake Paul, yeah. 
first that we got to start off with uh Jake Paul and Nate Robinson. Mm-hmm. I feel as though first and foremost black people we got to get out of this mindset of thinking just cuz we black we can whip everybody ass. <laughs> we got to get out of that mindset just cuz you black <laughs> don't mean you can whoop ass. Especially people that's dark skin like people that's dark skin like, and I'm talking about darker than me and you. Yeah. Sometimes they try to intimidate. You at the club, it's the doxy nigga looking crazy in the corner. Just, just mugging. <laughs> Motherfucker, if we really get into it and I fuck you up, <laughs> I believe that I should be able to walk away with your flesh, like, in a bag because you fucked it up for doxy niggas. <laughs> Darkskin niggas are supposed to be able to whoop ass at a, at a, 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 a alarming rate, way to point to it. You so scared of people that's dark skin, you don't even want to get into an argument verbally with them. You know what I'm saying? Especially if they got the, the yellow Jordan eyes. Yellow that, Jordan eyes. <laughs> that, that, that add a plus 10 to the fight. <laughs> Shout out to gout. Not gout. Uh, what's, the, what's, the, what's the eye disease that turns your shit yellow? I don't even know what that's right called. I just know Jordan got the yellow well, eyes, boy. No, we're not going no, to go there. I'm <laughs> not going to say that. It's something else that caused the eyes to be yellow. I'm not going to say... When he said, he said sickle sale. He's gonna say sickle sale. Nah, man. Hey, keep on drinking that orange juice. But some niggas be dark skin with the yellow eye. Look like somebody threw cheese in your eyes. <laughs> but listen, the way we gotta stop thinking that we just gonna jump in the ring with somebody untrained mm-hmm. and whoop ass just because we strong. <laughs> boxing, you like Snoop Dogg said, boxing, you don't just give it a try. Nah. Like that is a whole nother. You don't just pick up boxing. How, how do you feel about the Nate Robinson knockout? Yo, it's funny because before the fight, like I've I've done I've collabed with Nate before. Now that you mentioned it, like I've <laughs> I've collabed. What do you want to say? <laughs> the yellow disease in the eyes is called jaundice. My producer just sent me the message. Oh, all right, that's all right. the that's the yellow eye disease. It's called jaundice. <laughs> so I'm not laughing at people with jaundice. I'm just laughing at motherfuckers that walk up to you, ask you questions, and ignore the fact that they got white part is yellow. Shaking my see, shaking my head, bro. But yeah, so like it's funny because I actually collabed with Nate before. We did a um, we did a video through Whistle Sports. Uh, we played horse together uh, on the basketball court, and you know Nate's a real cool dude, and I know his work ethic. Like I know that he really maintains his body, all that right. stuff like that. He makes sure he's always ready. So believe it or not, my money was on Nate. For real? My money was on Nate because I was like, bro, like Nate had like a year to prepare to train and stuff like that. Um, you know, his form looked kind of good. Like he looked polished. So like he can go toe to toe with somebody. Like I said, his cardio was up to par. He was running like six miles a day, doing two a days and all that other stuff. So I'm like, all right, Nate putting the work in. He trying to really get it done. <sighs> but... Here's the thing. All that cardio did not go to round two. <laughs> hey, but hold on. This is what happened. This is where he went wrong. Because you wait until the actual fight when you really got to execute the thing as perfect as you possibly can to survive. Right. He went in there with no technique. He went in there angry. No technique. Angry, bro. He, like, I don't know. I don't like, I'm sure Nate has been in fights before, but I ain't never seen a fight where somebody immediately charges to the person and just start throwing punches. Like, you making yourself too vulnerable. This ain't a fight at the mall where somebody grab your girl's butt. This is boxing, man. But even even He would have been able to land a punch had he tried to dunk on uh, Jake Paul. Had he tried to dunk on him, like, jump in the air and did something off the wall, he would have better... He had a better opportunity landing something 
than just going in there leaving his jaw unprotected like that. But even still, like even if a chick grab you, I mean, even if a dude grab your chick butt at the mall, what you gonna do? You gonna square? All right, like what you trying to do? You gonna pull your pants? I stand there like you know, square up a bit. Right. Nate was just like just ready to. I'm was, like, he bro, was, he fucking sucks. <laughs> Nate Robinson, if you hear this, what you want? Because you probably still sleep. Hey, bro. See, look. Stop boxing, man. <laughs> Don't ever. You talking about a rematch? I heard somebody talking about a rematch. Hey, look. What I'm not going to do, I'm not going to slander Nate once again. It's, Nate is a cool dude. I had my money on him. I lost some money. I ain't tripping on it. You feel me? I have faith. But if you're going to box, use your technique, bro. You got to spar a little bit. Because the thing with Jake Paul, Jake Paul, he's experienced. He got two fights under his belt, and he's been, you know, not only for about two years. To add to what you just said, not only is he experienced, he's a fucking licensed boxer. <laughs> Regardless of his YouTube fame, this motherfucker spars probably three times a week. He he takes the sport very serious. This is not a fucking joke to him. Nate, you thinking you're going to go in the ring and dunk with somebody. It don't work like that. We're not shooting threes, Nate. We ain't hooping. Hey, that's the – but that's the – I feel like that's the size thing. Even though Nate was smaller in, in height, yeah, he was bigger in stature. Like, Nate is – you know, he built. So it's kind of like, I feel like people get that extra confidence because they lift weights or they yeah. all ripped up. And it's like, bro, if you watch, five nine and can dunk. Bro, if you watch UFC, <laughs> MMA, like, yo, dudes that be 250 just be getting washed, bro. Absolutely. Hey, we're going to go to our caller. Caller, are you there? Yo. Hey, what's happening, yo. man? State your name. Where you calling from? Oh, what is it? This Chris, man. I call him East Baltimore. What's happening, man? Hey, what's happening, Chris? It's time to cook something. What you got for us? It's time to cook something. Give me 30 seconds with him over there. Nah, <laughs> no. Real shit, man. That nigga Nate Washington was going to get washed, man. You seen what happened when he got fighting with when Melo put the motherfucker Baltimore club punch up there. You knew that man ain't had no motherfuckers no squabble about that man. You knew he had no squad. I knew White Bull was going to dust him. I knew it, yeah. He gonna put him to sleep. He gonna put him to sleep. People, it was an Ivan Drago moment. People hey, think because if he dies, he dies. The kind of he is, they can yo, just I'm jump in the ring. Look, nah, right. I just knew it was gonna happen, man. He was talking too much shit, man. I like, yo, Shorty gonna put him to sleep, man, because you know he got some size and some thickness, but I so he wasn't no wash, you know. He a YouTuber, but he ain't no YouTuber, geek, geek YouTuber. Like, he active. Right. So I said, I said, okay, he, he better do something. But once he came out, like he came out when the Knicks uh, got beefing with the with the uh, uh, Nuggets that day, I said, yeah, he better get beat up. It was a lot of. It was y'all a lot remember of that? Effort. Y'all, y'all remember that too, though. So don't act like you don't remember when he oh, yeah. was doing that bullshit and, and Melo had to put sit that nigga on his pocket with that Baltimore club punch and back him like, oh, whoa, whoa, what's up? Where, where am I at? And, and then he got a fake run up on Melo. He was like, you know what? Let me think about that one more time and back up. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate you, Chris. Do you think Nate should get back in the ring again? Hell no, man. You better go. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Don't do that no more, man. No, man. Nah, man. For the culture, man. Let leave that up to the professionals, man. Let 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 uh let 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 Brandon Marshall or something get that get that feedback. Don't do that. Let that leave, right. leave Ivan Drago Jr. alone. You feel me? <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh my you know? god. Hey, hey, so but nah, man. Y'all y'all want to get my two uh, uh favorite? You know uh. 
commentators, man, and y'all local, man. I fuck with y'all real heavy, man. Hard body, man. So, you know, I'm just appreciate, appreciate you, out, man. Appreciate you, Chris, from East good, Baltimore, man. man. You know? Yo, keep, keep up the show and spread the love, man. It's time to cook something. You live with Hilarious Omar, y'all. Again. Absolutely. Thank you, good. Chris. You too. Happy holidays, man. Again. If you'd like to call in to the show right now, that number is going to be 443-642-9403. Me and the Kid Gowie would definitely like to hear what you have to say. So please call in 443-642-9403. So it's it's funny that he brought that up because that's a that's one of the most forgotten fights in the NBA. That that Nuggets and Knicks fight. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people overlook that. You always talk about the Malice and Palace, you know, the Rockets and uh Lakers when Rondo fought Chris Paul, but you don't really hear about the Melo, the the J.R. Smith, Nate Robinson. Like that fight was wild, bro. Yeah, it was. And Melo did get that clean punch off and backed all the way back to the other side of the court. Like <laughs> that man was running suicides backwards, bro. Like it was wild. Yo. And then we get into the next fight. You know, Nate Robinson might have had a chance had he hugged as much as Roy Jones Jr. Jeez, man. Roy, you need love. You need you was listening to L Cool J before you came out <laughs> because you was hugging Mike Tyson like Ma don't need to see us fighting. Like you was brothers. Like y'all was brothers and, and your mother was telling y'all to keep it down and you just kept on hugging Mike over and over again. Hey man, he was hugging him so much. I'm surprised that Wiles wasn't suspicious. Like <laughs> what type of time y'all on, bro? Like, hey, calm down, bro. But yeah, he was he was doing a lot of hugging. Uh he was doing a lot of running. He looked like day day from next Friday, you know, doing all the like, right. bro, we get that's Mike Tyson, but at least we got to get at least one series where y'all just exchanging boom, 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 right. boom. But, right. you know, I can't blame him because I can't sit here and be like, if I'm in the ring with Mike Tyson, first of all, I wouldn't be in that position in the first place. Right. But if I'm in the ring with Mike Tyson, I'm not letting you get a clear hit on me. Right. So, so if I got to hug you and run, that's going to be the strategy. So For I, three for $3 million, I get in the ring with Mike right now. True. I wouldn't have gotten into an old Mike, but I get into a Mike in there with Mike. He bluffing you. If he hurt me. <laughs> for $3 million, I get in the ring with Mike Tyson. Right now, Man. yes. Not a young Mike, but a right now Mike, absolutely. Because if he hurt me, I'm going down. There ain't no need to get back up. But it depends on how bad he hurt you, though. I don't care. I don't care. Come on, man. Y'all see? Y'all he, see y'all I don't see. got him turning me into a vegetable. What was what was dude's name? Buster Douglas. Yeah. Come on, bro. <laughs> don't beat him, man. <laughs> you gotta think those is those is licensed fighters, so they even they train how to take hits. Yeah. I'm not saying you can't take a punch, but it's a, a, a punch is different when it comes from Tyson. Right. Even if it took me an hour to get my shit together, like it took me, I would do it. For $3 million, I'm doing it. I'm sorry. Hey, look, bro. And I'm, and, and I'm landing something on Mike because Mike is a brawler. So I, at least I'll be able to say I landed something on Mike, too. Sure. He might not have a roll of my teeth out. But, hey, but that, <laughs> that man, Mike, he, he stayed close. He... If you get something, it's, it ain't going to be nothing that's going to affect anything. You ain't going to get his face. Oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah, that was – that was uh, <laughs> that was. I mean, I like the fact that I was able to see the uh, the older guys, the legendary fighters, get back in there toe-to-toe. Mm-hmm. It was not a fight that I would ever pay to see again. Um, they're both, you know, way, way out of their, their, their prime, way overdue. They should they should uh, continue to retire and inspire new fighters, um, and I think that's it. Like I don't I don't want to see that no more, and I don't want to see people coming off the street like Nate thinking that they're gonna jump in there with a licensed fighter and do something. Right, I don't want to see that either. 
I, I seen uh, I seen Block Boy JB talking about let me get in there with Jake Paul. I'm like, boy, if you don't sit your, your ass, ass down, is going to sleep too, Block he, Boy. He's gonna put you to sleep then. You know your Memphis niggas gonna come in there and try to shoot, shoot. Like, come on, bro. You <laughs> that little shit shit. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Cut that out. Like, uh, one thing that I will say, I gained some respect for Jake Paul. Like, Jake Paul's still corny to me, but it's like as his craft for boxing. I feel like he's one of those guys that's actually taking it seriously. Right. He's putting the work in. He's sparring with people. He's whooping people's asses in sparring. Yeah, so is. it's like, you know, Jake Paul's taking it seriously. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, it was lucky. This, that, and the third. It's like, nah, like he really about that life. Nate better play Call of Duty. <laughs> and the, Yo, sil- you know and the, silver, the silver lining with the Tyson joint was the fact that Tyson still kind of looks good, though. I'm not going to cap. Like, to be 15 years past his prime, it's kind of one of them things like I expected them to both come out sluggish and whack, but it's like Tyson really kind of still had the movement, still yeah. had the strength. You could tell Roy Jones was hurting because this man was breathing like the body uh, blows. Kendrick, yeah, and... he's breathing like Kendrick Perkins on first take. <sighs> like that, and calm down. <laughs> so yeah, it's I I wouldn't be mad at watching Tyson again, but you know it just got to be against somebody that he should be fighting. He shouldn't be fighting Roy Jones. Like I don't. I wouldn't even make them fight in that prom. So yeah. why I make them fight now? Right. Yeah, and, and Roy Jones was definitely uh, scared to 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 feel Mike's power. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I think Roy Jones heard about what happened in the Nate Robinson fight, <laughs> and he said, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, ain't happening to me." Hey, but the good thing is, if it were to happen. He wouldn't have got slandered as bad because at the end of the day, that's Mike Tyson versus Jake Paul, a YouTuber. Like, I'd rather get knocked out by Mike Tyson than a Jake Paul. You ain't gonna duck them jokes. And and, and here's my thing: Jake Paul disrespected Nate to the max. He wore his jersey. Oh, he came out the we're playing basketball when he did his arena walk. Yo, he was, don't get more disrespectful than that. He was on his IG and said, uh, three more days until I dribble Nate, uh, before I dribble Nate's head off the canvas." Oh my god! And, and he Nate, really Nate, did it. Yo, his fucking head burst. <laughs> them, them little, them little uh, <laughs> poodle dreads was bouncing like shit off the mat, bruh. I said, "Oh nah, you done set black people back about thirty years fucking with him." Then Trump supporters was probably going crazy. Oh, they was probably going crazy. But I think what made me mad about this whole Nate situation is the people that's in his DMs acting like this isn't a sport. Like right. the, you know, if if something like I'm gonna say this, say this right now. If something embarrassing happens to me, by all it? means, oh no, good. By all means, flame me up, bro. Like if I put myself in an embarrassing situation and I get exposed, flame me up. Don't right. come in my DMs or or my IG comments talking about it's okay, bro. Keep your head up. You'll get them next time. Right. I, I I remember the time when you beat up that dude at the bar. It's like, bro, don't remind me about no old fights I won. I just got knocked out on national television. Like national, I don't care about bro. none of that. Like it's Every crazy. Had him sleep. It's crazy how people want to get so soft in the moment. Like yo, you talked. You called him out. You called him out. You talked trash. You said you wasn't going to bow down. He mm-hmm. this that and the third. And he bodied you, bro. Like, what is there to talk about? It ain't no sit here, get a uh, get well soon card and give sympathy. Like, you got to take the smoke. You gave the smoke, take it. Man, Nate, if you can hear me, brother. <laughs> you sleep? All right. <laughs> yeah, you uh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if y'all want to call in, it's time to cook something with Hilarious Somar, special guest, the kid Gowie. Yes, sir. 443 642 9403. 
we're going to keep the conversation rolling, man, getting into the NBA. What do you think about the trades? First and foremost, speaking of L.A., was LeBron James' fourth championship with L.A., is it credible? Because there's a lot of people out there saying that, oh, man, due to the pandemic and things of that nature, is L.A.'s championship with LeBron James, is it credible? Yes. And the main reason why I say it's credible, because I feel like a lot of people underestimate how difficult it is to win a championship right. outside of your comfort zone. OK, so number one, there's no crowd. You're not surrounded by family. You can't go nowhere. You're isolated on this campus. Right. Uh, can't leave your hotel room. Can't go into other hotel rooms. Uh, can't invite people into your hotel rooms because Daniel House got not for that. Um, so, yeah, a lot of people saying, oh, like this is. That it don't count because this, that, and the third. It's like, bro, like you out of your element. That's like if you go on a business trip for a month and you staying in the hotel, eventually you're gonna be homesick. You're gonna be like, yo, like this is old. Right. Like there's been times where I go to LA and I'll be out there for I'm set to be out there for a week. And by right. the, the third or fourth day, I'm like, all right, bro, I'm trying to bounce. Like it's it's just, you know, after a while, it's time to go. But they were there for what two months, two months straight. Can't see your family, none of that. So yeah. it's like, yo, this is you're really out of your comfort zone. And then on top of that, people are saying it's not credible because the Lakers didn't play anybody. It's like, yo, they played the best of the best. Right. You can't get mad because the Clippers weren't good enough to beat the, the Nuggets. Right. Because the Clippers were supposed to be the matchup. It was supposed to be the battle of L.A. Exactly. But them niggas flopped. They like, didn't even they, get to L.A. They bluffed and they, they lost. And, and, and because they lost, it, they don't even belong in L.A. Facts. Moving to Vegas with uh, <laughs> the, the, the Oakland Raiders, please. L.A., I mean, when you think of L.A., you forget that the Clippers even have the, share the same Staples Center. So, I mean, in my opinion, uh, I, I don't think Paul George is leaving the NBA with a ring. Nah. I think that uh, he's been a curse. Um, and, I, and I appreciate Paul George, but, you know, if you just look at Paul George's, uh, you know, the tragic things that have happened in Paul George's career, he, he he goes up to finish and his leg slides underneath. That was one of the worst things I've seen in my life, bro. I've seen that live, too. I was watching the game when that happened, bro. I was yo, like, yo, that is crazy. Paul George went to finish and his leg slides underneath of the basketball platform, the 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 the, the hoop, the mm-hmm. the I don't know how you what the what the, the uh, politically correct terminology is for it. His leg slides into that and he shatters his femur bone, which is the hardest bone in the legs to break. He starts off with Indiana. He gets traded to Houston, right? No, he got traded to OKC, OKC. first. Yeah. He goes to OKC, does nothing. Goes to Houston after that, right? Mm-mm. Not Houston. Went um, to LA. Went to LA, yeah. played with the Clippers. Uh-huh. They lose, they don't even get to the Western Conference Finals. I mean, I think it definitely is a curse to Paul George. I don't ever want to hear people comparing Kawhi Leonard to LeBron James because, excuse me, in that in those circumstances, Kawhi, you're being, you know, put in the same conversation as the greatest player in the NBA, and you don't even finish off. Who were they playing? They played the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets. You couldn't finish up. Denver is a great team. Facts. They're definitely a great team. But you couldn't even step up. Fourth quarter, you average what eight points or something close to that. Yeah, something crazy. I mean, like you got to look at it. Like I mean, like we, like you said, Denver's a good team. But you're look, you're taking Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic versus 
Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Which two people are you picking? Which duo are you going to pick? Right. So let's keep it real. And I think this loss really showcased, uh, or I should say exposed Kawhi Leonard's lack of leadership. Because a lot of us gave him credit for his leadership when he won the championship for Toronto. It was like, oh, he finally got them over the hump. They won. But at the same time, people don't really consider, you know, they don't take into consideration that the Warriors were injured. Right. So, you know, not to take away from the championship, Raptors still won, by all means, celebrate. Right. But then when you come over to the Clippers, this is your team. Right. There's no Kyle Lowry. This is you, Kawhi Leonard. You're our guy. We're building around you. Right. And you blow a 3-1 lead. So it's like, were you really the leader over in Toronto or was Kyle Lowry still the leader over there? But you just did a lot of the groundwork to make it happen. Right. So, you know, that's those questions that you got to ask yourself as a basketball fan. And do you give Kawhi his credit or do you take it away? Well, I'm not going to take away what's already been done. Mm-hmm. One thing that I notice about being an athlete in general is when you accomplish one thing, it's that much harder for you to find motivation to accomplish more. Thanks. So when it comes to Kawhi, I, I tip my hat to him for what he's done, but I definitely uh, would, would, would test his heart as far as what are you going to do next. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul George, I don't like your game. Uh, <laughs> not a Paul George fan. Probably fuck with you personally, but not a big Paul George fan. Um, speaking of LeBron, LeBron James is my favorite player. He's always um, – and the reason – there's several reasons why. Because I know it's a lot of people at home right now that despise LeBron. Might even go as far as saying hate LeBron. Mm-hmm. LeBron James is the most scrutinized player we've ever had in the NBA. Without a doubt. Once when people like to forget what they've done when they do, you know how people are. Mm-hmm. They they slap you in the face and be like, "Hey, why'd you hit me back? You fucking slap me!" <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Nigga, that was weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron James, from the time, cause cause when LeBron James was in his senior year of high school, I was in my freshman year of high school. Yeah. LeBron James goes on to the NBA straight out of high school, and there were so many people that said LeBron James will not be you know, would not be a successful NBA player. Mm -hmm. He would not be able to transfer what he did in high school into the NBA. And to see him not, he didn't, he's not just a good player. He's arguably the greatest of all time. Mm -hmm. And he goes with all that scrutiny. This kid from Akron, Ohio. Okay. You ever been to Akron? Do you want to go to Akron? <laughs> no. Would you go there for like just hey man? I'm about to I'm about to go out of town. Man, right? I, I've been there for business. Would I go there for vacation or something like that? Never. I wouldn't go to Akron or Cleveland. I've been to Cleveland, and that's not a destination. That's not a tourist spot. <laughs> At the end of the day, this man, he's not even from Cleveland. He's from Akron, Ohio, which is about 45 minutes to an hour away from Cleveland, and. He goes off to to be one of the greatest players we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. He has the most scrutin most scrutinized player we've ever seen. Facts. And people, instead of acknowledging the fact that he's part of the reason why you continue to watch the NBA. Yeah, he's part of the reason that keeps the NBA respectful, even though Kobe's not not even there anymore. Mm-hmm. There, there's no real reason. He like as far as being a larger than life NBA player that you want to see and you know you want to get your money's worth when you spend money by taking it's LeBron James. Yeah, there's nobody like him. Like you you get those generational players. So you get your Wilt Chamberlains, you get your Magic's, Birds, Kareem's, you get those guys. 
And LeBron's like the last of that as of right now. And I right. feel like we won't see the next until LeBron's gone. But at the same time, with that, it also comes personality because it's not just how good you play. It's what you can bring to the game. And that's why Michael Jordan is so glorified because he brought a lot of attention to the game itself, uh, right. playing in the Olympics and getting other people from out of the country. Like, yo, he really liked that. Like, who is this guy? Right. So, you know, that's what LeBron is to us. Like, LeBron makes everybody a fan. Everybody knows who LeBron James is, even if you don't watch basketball. Like, that's how large his name is. And I think he's one of those guys that won't get appreciated until he retires, just like Kobe. Right. Like, Kobe got a lot of hate. And I'm not going to lie, I was a Kobe hater at one point because I'm a LeBron fan. And it was one of those things where Lakers fans was just delusional. Like, they kept saying, like, Kobe was better than LeBron. I'm like, yo, what does Kobe do better than LeBron? And they couldn't name anything outside that he had more rings. So it's like, you know. It's, rings rings or that 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 time he scored 81. Yeah. So, you know, it's that's cool. But at the same time, if we talk about overall skill set, there's never been a player like LeBron James, bro. Like, this man is just a freak of nature. And like you said, scrutiny, I think the scrutiny comes from not being able to see him lose. Right. So you can watch him lose in the finals, but what's LeBron going to do? Still go back and win another year or he's he going to go to the finals again. So it's like right. or now it's, we count on how many finals he lost versus how many finals he's been to. Right. So, oh, you've been to the finals this many a times. Oh, but you lost this many. It's like, bro, some people don't even see the finals a, a single year in their career. And they all time, all, you know, crazy position type of players, Hall of Famers, ain't even touched the finals once. And we talking about this guy, how many finals he lost, bro, just just to even get there. Like, and not to do the participation trophy thing, but even if you being technical, he still gets the Eastern Conference championships and stuff like that. So those are still banners in some arenas. So it's like that man's still doing something. He's still accomplishing something. It's just not the big one. Right. And that's why they try to take away his ring. This one doesn't matter. Now, here for the people that are tuning in, again, I'm going to give you that number one more time if you want to call in and join in in this conversation because it's about to get – we're about to cook something up real right now. <laughs> it's about to get real. Uh, 443-642-9403. It's about to get heavy. LeBron James is the biggest name in basketball today. Mm-hmm. He is compared to Michael Jordan – Probably more than Kobe. My personal opinion when it comes to the Kobe and Mike situation, mm-hmm. I exclude Mike from the conversation based on the fact that it's almost like he's Michael Jordan Jr. Thanks. He emulated Michael Jordan to the T. His movement, his gestures on the court from, you know, his celebratory gestures, uh, the way he, uh, j- just pretty much everything about the game is an emulation of Michael Jordan, which caused me to not be a Mike, uh, uh, Kobe fan because you literally are a spinning image of somebody we already mm-hmm. I'm 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 not a guy that embraces copycats. Okay. Um, I respect Kobe Bryant for how great he was because he is great. Make no question about it. But I've never been a fan of Kobe Bryant. I believe that, um, and this just this this isn't just about Kobe. This is in the how I feel about everything. Excuse me, <laughs> how I feel about everything under the sun. Yeah, if you're imitating somebody to gain some sort of position when it comes to sports, entertainment, uh, your, your job occupation, no matter what it is, when you're imitating somebody to the T, 
I can't give you the the the, the recognition or the props that I gave the person that I saw do it first. I yeah. just can't. Yeah. When it comes to Michael Jordan and LeBron James, I literally have had conversations over and over and over again. And it's even though I'm a LeBron James fan, I'm a fair person and I have to analyze things on a fair level. Mm-hmm. After I've done my research, these are the keys when it comes to the comparison. Michael Jordan was the most marketed NBA player of all time. Mm-hmm. When you're the most marketed person, thing of all time, you're going to gain popularity from people that not, aren't even interested in what you do because you're marketed. You're in front of people's eyes. Popularity-wise, Michael Jordan is the most popular NBA player of all time, and I, it, it may never change because Michael Jordan came in the NBA at a time where the NBA was suffering to the point where it might not have been an NBA or it might not have been the big thing to watch once the NFL was done. It could have been something else like fucking field hockey. I don't know. But at the end of the day, Michael Jordan came out. He was he was athletic. He was dunking on people. He was slender build. So, you know, people don't like seeing brute motherfuckers because it's like that motherfucker can kick my ass. It's psychological. <laughs> but that's what people don't even understand psychological. But I do. LeBron being his size and everything. It's like he gets treated like a slave almost. Like, That's a fact. motherfucker, you so huge. You should, you, you supposed to be able to dunk with yeah. three motherfuckers <laughs> you on your back. Should, you should be doing that. Yeah. You don't get credit for that. You should be doing exactly. it. Exactly. So I get it. I get Here it. Here goes Michael Jordan. He's more slender built. He's ball headed. You know, he comes in a time of the game where. <laughs> I'm a, when did the ball head have to do it? Anything? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, you see how he tried to throw a jab on his no. knee? <laughs> Michael Jordan, he's slender build. Ball ball this, this, this nigga was describing me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, he came in at a time <laughs> where he, he was just he was just a breath of fresh air. Yeah. He had baggy shorts. You know, he had the gold chain. You know, mm-hmm. this was new to the, everybody looking at him like, oh, ain't you good? You know, now we have LeBron James. He and, and, and here's another thing before I get into how I feel about it because we got a lot of time. Yeah, LeBron James. One thing Michael Jordan did is he he cemented in fans of basketball that the only way you can be great is if you score. Yeah, he cemented that inside fans and. You know, people that are participating in the sport. He submitted that into our psychology that if you're not scoring the most and you're not always shooting the ball, you're not dominating the game. You're not the most on the court. Mm-hmm. And when you have the ideology, a person like LeBron James will never be good to you or never be in the conversation to you because you fell in love with this ideology that if you're not the number one scorer or taking the last shot, you're not great. Exactly. No matter how bad that shot may be, not taking that shot makes you worse or it makes you scared or whatever the case may be. So all everything that you just said is big facts. So my whole take on it is this. And I'm, uh, I, I definitely want to know your opinion. For sure. The reason why I say LeBron James is the greatest player of all time. Don't tune out, y'all. Uh-oh. The, them you calls got, about to come you in. Gotta, you got to hear legit reason. And I'm going to give you our number again. <laughs> It's time to cook something. 
You're live with Hilarious Omar and the Kid Gallery on Be Exposed Radio. Hopefully you're tuning in still. Mm -hmm. Um, The reason why LeBron James is the GOAT is because LeBron James, for one, was expected to be a failure. And he did not fail. He actually superseded all of his doubters' expectations. Mm -hmm. Number two, which is a huge number two, LeBron James took the worst team in the NBA to become the best team in the NBA his fourth season as a Cleveland Cavalier. Mm -hmm. Granted, they didn't win the championship. However, they had the best record in the NBA. And they went against the Spurs dynasty. And they went against a Spurs team that Michael Jordan arguably might not have been able to beat. Mm -hmm. Okay. When LeBron James left, the Cleveland Cavaliers went to being the worst team in the NBA again. Not even Kyrie Irving, who was there three to four seasons after LeBron James left, Mm -hmm. could cause them to be a playoff team. 218 losses. You hear that? 218 losses. My man with the stats. When LeBron James left the Cleveland Cavaliers and Kyrie Irving led that team, they had 218 losses, bro. And Michael Jordan, if you take LeBron James off the Cleveland Cavaliers team, the team that made a, 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 a trip to the NBA Finals and you replace him with Michael Jordan, there is no way that Michael Jordan would have been able to uproot that team and take him to the Finals, the championship. Win or lose, he couldn't have did it. Number three, people exonerate everything Michael Jordan did before his championship runs. Facts. That's the biggest one. People exclude the fact that this is a guy, as great as he was, I believe he lost or never made it out of the past the second round Mm -hmm. for his first six years in the NBA or something like that. Something like that, yeah. You know, it was, it was, excuse me, it was between four and six seasons where, where Michael Jordan couldn't even get his team beyond the second round. And then when they talk about, they clown LeBron for building the team, building teams is something that the NBA has been a part of or involved in since it became a thing to grab your attention and keep you entertained at home. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, no, LeBron James isn't Michael Jordan in the sense of he is taking the final shot. But does the fact that you take the final shot make you the greatest? Is the fact that <laughs> it, make, it might make you a team captain. It might make you the leader of the team. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's multiple ways to lead, whether it's business, sports, parenting, being in a relationship, there's multiple ways to lead. Um, and for that reason, I give the GOAT title to LeBron James. He now has four championships. He's two beneath Michael Jordan and a lot. This is my last one. And I'm passing it on to you. Yeah, you good. My last argument when it comes to Michael, uh, Michael Jordan, not being the greatest and LeBron James being the greatest is the fact that the teams that LeBron James, when you compare the teams that LeBron James had to beat to win his championship rings are better than the teams Michael Jordan had to beat to get his championship ring. I'm talking about in the finals, 
Michael Jordan beat a 73 and nine Golden State Warriors team. When you compare who who had to who had to be defeated to obtain a championship, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan uh, Michael Jordan's teams that he had to, to 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 play against aren't nowhere near as good as the teams LeBron had to play. Nah, Jordan. I mean, Jordan's team was the seventy two and ten one. So exactly. it's like, yeah, you, like exactly. If anything, your squad was the one that was really legit. I mean, but go try facing that. You know, that's difficult. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not mad at that argument. I feel like you made a lot of valid points when it comes to the conversation. Me personally, my situation is more complex when it comes to the GOAT conversation. Cause in my opinion, I feel like it's literally just that it's a matter of opinion. Right. Um, I don't think there's one clear cut answer. And the reason why is because when I think of the sport of basketball itself, so we're talking about all levels, uh, you know, when you play peewee, when you play AAU, all this other stuff, all levels of basketball. When you're talking about the most dominant player to ever dominate that sport, it's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem. Without, without a doubt. He's one of the most disrespected legends of all time. I agree with that. And it's like, bro, when people have this GOAT conversation, it's LeBron, Jordan, Kobe. Or LeBron, Jordan, Magic. LeBron, Jordan, Bird. Like, it's always the same names. And you it's know like, why? Because those are three players that were marketed the most out of any other players in the NBA. And that's a fact. They had the commercials, the McDonald's commercials, the Converse commercials, all that other stuff. So I get that. But and if when I see – and I almost want to – I almost want to read Nick because <laughs> when I look at all-time leading and scoring yeah. and I see that drastic – like. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is here, and it's like the closest motherfucker is like right here. The closest. Bro. Thousands of points away. It's like, God damn, hold I'm, on. I'm telling you, bro. How good was Kareem? Dominate. Like, this man, throughout his high school and college career, he probably, in total, had four losses. Four losses throughout his whole high school. That's four years. Yeah. College, four losses total. This man got player of the year, each uh, MV, like MVP in college each every single year. Uh, they created rules in college called the uh, I forgot his his real names like Luce, Luke Alcindor. Luke Alcindor. Yeah, Luke Alcindor. They created rules to where you couldn't dunk because they were pissed off he kept dunking. So they made him. They was like, Nah, bro. Like Kareem can't dunk no more. We we make we putting the ban on right. dunking. Nobody can dunk. He he created the hook, the, the sky hook. Right. So it's like you couldn't stop him. You, you stop him from dunking. This man did an impossible hook. Who the hell is shooting like this right. and automatic with it, bro? So that's what I'm saying. Like, he always found a way to dominate the game. So if we're talking about the greatest person to ever pick up a basketball, that will always be Kareem to me. Uh, Just because you got to pay your your respect to the OGs, even if And he still found a Now, if we're talking about Michael Jordan, one of the things that Willen said, and Bill Russell, all these dudes that came before Jordan, they was like, they created rules to prevent us from scoring way to let you score because mm. it was so marketable now i'm not saying fuck it regardless right. but you know they create certain rules so jordan can have the fake state like what they uh i forgot what the what the uh what the specific rule was but it was uh one where you you got a uh pretty much like you couldn't really double team like that like you had to be on a person at all times i have to be on your hip i can't go towards the ball ball hand even if there's a guy right there, we can't right. double team away. Um, so yeah, it's, it's certain things like that. And I feel like a lot of people don't take these things into consideration when you're talking about these conversations. So 
Michael Jordan, with all due respect, I think Jordan is still, I think Jordan still around based on the, of how popular he made the game. Because obviously without a Michael Jordan, there's, there's possibly no LeBron James. There's no Nike. There's, uh, there's a lot of things that just don't hit the same without Jordan. Yeah. Like Nike was literally nothing. And Jordan made it. This man is worth a B now. Right. So I was like, yo, you worth a B off of sneakers? And that's just who Jordan was. So the marketability off of that, I get it. But when it comes to skill set, that's LeBron James, bro. Like LeBron James, is, he's at the top 10 passing all time, top three scoring all time. Man, been to the finals probably the most out of any player. I, 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 you got to – don't quote me on that, but I feel like he's been to the finals more than anybody in the NBA. Yeah. And it's like consecutively. This ain't no – he went one in 2007, then went in 2011, then 2019. Like this man, boom, boom, boom. You can bet your money that LeBron's going to make the finals and right. win. So it's like when you talk about that type of dominance, this man went back to Cleveland, bro. Check this out. Not even a politician, nothing like that. This man went back to Cleveland and created thousands of jobs. Right. Nigga, you a basketball player. You creating jobs for the city? Because just because you went back to take your talents there. So – it's impacts like that that people can't ignore, but people won't pay attention to because they want to make sure than the man. So right. these are a lot of things that I think of when I'm talking about impact on the when I'm talking about impact on the court. You leave all the teams plummet, don't even make the playoffs, and this is consistent thing. This there's not one team that's been good when LeBron left, not one. And then he goes to a trash Lakers team. He misses the playoffs because he had a groin injury. But before he got injured, they were the number four seed mm-hmm. in the West. And he's playing with young guys, Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram. These niggas wasn't making the playoffs right. or being fourth right. in the West without shit. LeBron. So right. it's like, y'all got to give credit where it's due. Like, I understand the glorification of Jordan. Y'all love him. It's cool. You could do that. But let's just keep it real when it comes to impact. And and uh and skill set like bro, LeBron James is one of a kind. The fact that this man is that big, he's still like I said, top three in scoring, but he's a pass first player, and he's top ten in assists. So how the hell is he at the top of the scoring list? Right. So it's like yo, right. you you can't deny it. So this is a pass first. This is a pass first guard slash forward, and he's still surpassed. He surpassed uh Kobe Bryant last season. Kobe, Jordan, all them only. People, only people ahead of him is Carl Malone and Kareem. Nobody beating Kareem. That nigga Kareem nah, was on some other. Kareem LeBron was James on some probably had to play until he's 45 years old. Facts. So to, to beat. That's that's Kareem's my whole thing, record. bro. It's like, yo, you gotta give respect to LeBron. And once it once again, like I said, he's gonna be one of those guys where people don't really appreciate what he did until he retires. We can talk about the super teams, you know, right. the the Miami Heat. He did that. Why? Because the Boston Celtics got uh, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce. Oh, those guys are past their prime, bro. Before that, they was all stars, averaging twenty points a game. Right. I don't care how old you are. Right. Like, if you could be, if you putting twenty up a night in the NBA, in the NBA, and you were all star, I don't care if you combine with other all stars like that. Like, bro, you're not LeBron's not going to beat them with the Cavaliers. So right. He teamed up with the homies, and he ended up losing to the Dallas Mavericks. But then after that, they got you know they got it. They got it together. They won two straight, and then lost to the and Spurs. Then they lost to the Spurs. And he which, took his challenge back to which I believe that the Spurs were on drugs. Uh, <laughs> yo, they couldn't miss. I watched that finals. I, I remember like it was yesterday. I was like, I cannot believe. It was a dude, uh, not Speedy Claxton. Who was the guy that, because uh, he, I went to a, I played, I played at Millersville University 
as well. And mm-hmm. there was a guy from a pot from Pottstown. He came off the bench and he's lights out from three. Short dude. He from here? No, he's from Pottstown, Pennsylvania. Oh, Pennsylvania. Uh he was coming uh, off the bench. He was knocking down threes after threes after threes. They kept Spurs kept him for a long time. I don't know. Because I'm trying to remember who was on that team. I know you had Mills. Patty Mills. Patty, Patty Mills. Yeah. Patty fucking Mills. Every all the Spurs players had dark rings around their eyes, bro. Patty tough though. Yeah. Patty tough. They couldn't know. miss. Yeah. I mean, shit. That was the same thing with the Mavericks with Dirk. Bro, Dirk was on some other stuff. Like, that fadeaway he was hitting, nobody could stop it. No matter who they placed in front of that man, Dirk was lights out. And it was like after that season that they that the Dallas Mavericks won the championship, it was like Dirk and the Mavericks organization were kind of like, like they invested everything from their personal health, hygiene, fucking time in the gym. It was like after that season, they just started to dwindle out. Yeah. But hey, you know it was that that uh, that father time kick in. You know you had a a, a a older Jason Terry and you had an older Dirk Nowitzki, so you know older Sean Marion. So that 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 father time kick in. You know it's time to start getting the new guys in. Absolutely, hey y'all, y'all already know what time it is. It's time to cook something. You're live with hilarious Omar. I got special guests, social media sensation on Instagram on the Mount Rushmore of NBA and sports. <laughs> We got the kid, Gowie. Yes, sir. Hey, listen, if you guys want to call in, you can do so right now. Even if you're a repeat caller, that's fine. 443-642-9403. Again, that number is 443-642-9403. Do not hesitate to give us a call. Uh, we will be notified once you are ready. Give us a call. Chime in. We'd like to know who do you think is the greatest of all time in the NBA? Mm-hmm. Is it LeBron James or Michael Jordan? Or maybe you have another name that you would like to mention. Please give us a call now. That number is 443-642-9403. We're waiting on you callers. Um, so, forward. As far as so, so your greatest of all, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, if we just put in basketball. Yeah. Okay. Who who in your top five? My top five all time would be LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and probably. Of all time. So I guess. Kobe. Shaquille O'Neal. And what was your fifth? Did you say LeBron? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal. And I said Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's Michael in there? No, I don't think he's the Michael. Yeah, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Yeah. That's, Michael, that's a, Michael, 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 Cord- hey, Michael Kobe, hey, LeBron. That's a, that is a dope top five, man. Yeah. Um, My top five of all time, I'm going LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan. I'm surprisingly going to throw this guy in here. Uh, see, he about to be on some BS. I, just by the look he gave me. <laughs> just by the look he gave me. I'm throwing Sam Cassell. Hit us, Hell boy. Nah. <laughs> I'm going to throw in, you know what? I'm throwing in Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Now, <laughs> now my last two are tricky. My last two are tricky because... These are people that I that I I respect, and I think that they was 
hoopers, bro. Mm-hmm. You ready? I'm ready. Who I got so far? I got Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, right? Yeah. Magic Johnson. I ain't mad at it. Yeah, popular name. Magic Johnson and Isaiah Thomas. That Isaiah one gonna gonna raise some eyebrows. Absolutely. I, but Isaiah tough though. I feel like I feel like there's a lot of people that give Isaiah his credit, but then there's a a, a huge amount of people that don't because of the Michael Jordan beef. I feel like yeah. if he wasn't beefing with Jordan, he would get more respect. Right. But that's just the Jordan impact. And that's what happens. That's like a rapper, you know, beefing with Jay Z. Facts. You're going to get shut down every time and people not even going to want to deal with you. Like Matter of fact, MG, MGK just came out and said something. He was like, he feel like, because uh, he's transitioning into rock music okay. after the Eminem beef. Yeah. And he was like, he feels like the, the beef against Eminem hurt his career. So he switched genres. Wow. Are you serious? Yeah. So that's what happens when you beef with legends, bro. So it's like when you beef with the people that are deemed the greatest of all time, it's like you kind of, it's career suicide at that point. I would never beef with people that are deemed in comedy as the greatest of all time. Mm-mm. And the reason why, like, I had a, I don't know if you're familiar with it. I had a little, I'm, it wasn't, I don't want to be issue mm-hmm. the whole, you know, a lot of these people on social media, you know, not saying that their situation slows up, but they need to pull from different creative sources. Yeah. The easiest thing to do that, and this is not just in comedy, this is in entertainment, period, is to find somebody that doesn't have as much notoriety and pull from them. Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of people do. And the reason why I took the situation or issue that I had with Duval to social media was because, for one, he knew who I was, but wouldn't communicate with me behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So I took it to social media. Why? Because Lil Duval is not a comedic, He's not a comedic juggernaut, if that makes sense. Yeah. He's not a he's not a king of comedy. He's not a D.O. Hughley. He's just another funny guy that, you know, happens to be successful. Mm-hmm. People don't people people would never put Lil Duval in like the Mount Rushmore comedy, even if it was 20 names that you could go on it. You know nah, what I mean? I feel like I feel like Duval's past his uh his comedy days. Like I remember like Comic View, he was yeah. on there and stuff like that. But after that. He kind of became that movie guy, uh, social media type of comedian. Yeah, like he he's more heavily on social media, and he's very interested in music. Yeah. Um, there was one show that he did. He was booked to do comedy. He ended up trying to do like four of his songs, and he got booed. I forget. It was this concert took place in like the Midwest. It was either I want to say it was either Memphis or. It was it was some somewhere around the Midwest region, yeah. And people started walking out in the show because they wanted to see him perform stand up, and he wanted to debut new tracks on his album. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like if you decide to go head to head in any genre, any field that you are passionate about with people that are considered legendary. You're not just beefing with them. You're beefing with the people that love them. That's a fact. You know, so it doesn't surprise me that Machine Gun Kelly's career has pretty much been non-existent in the hip-hop industry Mm-mm. after that transaction he had. But the man literally them. switched genres. Like, he's completely on rock. Like uh, Metallica. Fallout Boy. Shit. Uh, you know, that type of like Green Day, like that's where MGK is right now. It was no more rapping. Like yeah. he's, he's com- he completely converted. 
Sheesh. So you know, you know your fan base is different when they chase your ass out the genre. Like, not even like, all right, you beef with M, leave M alone. You can still do your thing. Like they made that man switch genre. Yeah, he's probably getting hate mail and everything. Piles of dog shit in a bag, burned on, burning on his porch. But that's the thing, but like that's the that's the thing when it comes to rapping, though. There's some people like the rappers that's like Eminem, Logic, Tech Nine, like all those. Uh, I don't know what to call them, but like you know, you can kind of put them together and realize the type of uh, fan base I'm talking about. Yeah, but they have this core following that's just so loyal, right? That it's like it ain't no way around it, bro. Like what they say goes. <laughs> it ain't. It ain't no back and forth. It ain't no. You can beef with somebody, have the illest bars you ever put out, but when you drop your song, it's it's a done deal. You might as well just just delete your joint that you had put up. Yeah. So. Hey, y'all. Y'all are tuned in right now. Y'all already know what the time it is. It is time to cook something with your guy, Hilarious Omar. I'm here accompanied by one of social media's great, uh, the kid, Goaty. Goey, uh, is one of the, the, the top social media influencers when it comes to sports. Um, right now, we got the lines open. If you're still tuned in, please call in. We'd like to know who your greatest of all time is. Who's your top five and why? Mm -hmm. So if you're tuned in right now, please call in at 443-642-9403. Again, that's 443-642-9403. Also, if you have a business that you would like promoted or advertised on the show, feel free to communicate with us. BeExposedRadio.com. We would love to take you on as a sponsor or advertiser for the It's Time to Cook so It's Time to Cook Something segment with Hilarious Omar. Um, again, we have special guests, the kid Goey, and uh, it's really been a tremendous experience. I've been uh, very happy to have you on my show, man. Yeah, for sure, man. To I appreciate with you, you having me come through. And I know you don't collab much because you mentioned it before. Yeah, I definitely like to work with you. No, nah, it's, you know it's with with you. I don't even rock with you like that for real, for real. So I, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, nah, but I got you. Yeah, we definitely got to do something. I mean, absolutely. You have a basketball background, so it'll be easier to work with you. I ain't got to kind of you know give you the. The, the ropes of what to do yeah. and stuff like that. Plus, you're naturally funny. So yeah. you really do this. So it's all about, with me, it's like, I want my job to be as easy as possible. Right. I don't want to be the guy to have to come up with all the ideas. Then right. I got to coach you and orchestrate the whole thing. Like, you know what you what you can bring. So definitely expect something uh, from me and Omar soon. Y'all hear that? <laughs> it's time to cook something. What's good, y'all? What's good, y'all? <laughs> See, I can't do it like him. That's why we have to die, bro. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so I got to shout out my cousin, uh, Darnell, man. We call him uh, Big Bub. Mm -hmm. Every time my cousin calls me, that's the first thing he says. For real? <laughs> when I pick up the phone, this is no bullshit. Oh, shit, that's Bub. Hello? What's good, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it kills me. And I told him, I was like, bro. Cause my whole family's funny. Yeah, I was like, bro, you should get in the comedy, man. He was like, yeah, but first I gotta stop fucking these bitches raw. Uh, I you said, are. what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Hey, priorities. <laughs> speaking of speaking of going raw, you got any kids? Nah, I don't. That's good. Man. I want to be I want to be a girl dad though. So to any shorty okay. try to pull up on me, you gotta be about it though. 
Yeah. You gotta be about it. I mean, about what though? Like you got like you got it can't be no it can't just be a baby mom situation because then I'm gonna be pissed off. It right. gotta be like something real though. Like okay. I, I think that's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for the real thing, you feel me? But uh, okay, so with that being said, ladies, if you're out there and you're tuning in, my man, you're single, right? Hey, come on, yeah, come on, man. You see me? Uh you feel me? Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> They call me Morris Left Nut, shorty. You see the ball? Left Nut? You oh, see, shit. They call me Morris Left Nut. You see the ball head? Come on now. I got you. Hey, um, <laughs> so if, ladies, if y'all are out there and y'all tuning in, my man is single and he doesn't just want to hit it and quit it. He like to have a, a girl, you know, which is very unpopular uh, that guys would say that they would want to have first is a girl. Hey, look, um. man, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't did what I did, bro. It's like, I feel like I reached a point in my life. And it's funny because I told somebody this recently and it may sound mad weird, but I feel like at this point in my life, I feel like sex is overrated. Right. Now, people going to be like, man, yo, this dude is tripping. Man. I'm, I'm about to get something tonight. Like, it's nothing like that. It's cool. But when I say it's overrated, think back to high school where a bunch of people was virgins, but you was the person that had the luxury to do it. Right now, everybody doing it. You can right. the the with all due respect, the ugliest person on the block. Yeah, uh, turning hey, you down and shit. That's the yeah. The ugliest person on the block has a sex story. So it's right. like yo, literally everybody gets a piece. So now it's kind of like you know everybody do it. So what's the what, what's the actual? What do you bring it to the table? Yeah, what's what's the hype about it? It don't have that same kick. Like right, you know, you ever had sex before? Nah, I'm a verse. See, it's. It's a different vibe. Like, oh, let me tell you about it, nigga. You feel me? Like, this one shorty, like, it don't have that same type of feel. Now it's just like, it's so accessible. You know, right. chicks got only fans and dudes got only fans too. You know, they busting it open on theirs. Like, sex is just everywhere. So it don't really hit the way that it used to. It's not much to the imagination now because it's just right. free online. Right. So that's kind of where my mindset is. The way I look at it, piggybacking off what you said, I look at it as you got the pond, the lake, and the ocean. Mm-hmm. When you was in high school, middle school, high school, that was the pond. Then for some of us that were young adults, you either went to college, trade school, or maybe you just fucked around in your early 20s. That's the lake. Mm-hmm. Once you're done with that shit and you are actually start getting bills, that's the fucking ocean. In the ocean, you see, when you was in the pond, you got to be able to attract what other species was in the fucking water. <laughs> Motherfuckers that got herpes, motherfuckers that got HIV, but not too many of them are gonna tell. They're gonna transfer schools, but motherfuckers that, that, that had sexual oh, so and so is burning. Yeah. Don't fuck with that. So and so is a hoe. Don't fuck with that. Once you get to the point where it's an ocean, bro, I get and it. Everything is out. You just in a wide open water, <laughs> and you gotta you gotta pray that your conscience leads you to. A, 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 a situation or relationship with somebody that is not going to be harmful or detrimental to you. That's a fact. And like in this whole world, this whole ocean, like me and you, like, see, I'm not, I'm not one that's new to um, being well received by the ladies. Yeah. Uh, once I hit puberty and you know, I used to get clowned in elementary school for being the tallest motherfucker in elementary school because, you know, you got to line up by height and shit. Yeah. I'm tallest bogus motherfucker. <laughs> Shoes floppy and all that. Once I got to middle school, I was cool. Like, eighth grade? Yeah. Because my maturity and where people were at, like, the way I look matched where people thought, you know, girls want to be fast and grown, so now I'm desirable. I'm still selective of who I'm going to deal with. Yeah. 
once I got to high school, it was even better. Now I'm an athlete. Now I'm on, you know, the 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 I'm, I'm at the main event. It feels like the main event, but it's not. Then you get to college. Once I got to college, I've realized, okay, I am desirable. You mm-hmm. know, women do look at me or give me the benefit of the doubt versus other guys out here doing any and everything to try to get the puss. Yeah, you exactly. feel what I'm saying? I can be myself and still hit versus you. You you done ran up a tab of $120 <laughs> and you still ain't hit. Me, I'm, you know. Buying all that Gucci, still ain't getting no Gucci, buying nigga. all that Gucci, <laughs> still not getting no Gucci. <laughs> so, <laughs> so at the end of the day, once college was done, I started getting more scared about who I was dealing with because you start hearing stories with different people like, yo, so-and-so is burning. Yo, she gave so-and-so herpes. Well, she got it from this dude over here. It was mm-hmm. a grown dude. He was like 35 years old. She was in the older men, and this motherfucker burnt her. He talking about he don't know where it came from. And when you start hearing these types of stories, it's like, hold the fuck up. Let me put my dick in a box real quick <laughs> <laughs> by itself. Yo, but that's real, though. Like, that's the thing. Like, when I say, like, sex is overrated, like, a lot of that stuff, The also the overrated aspect, and not to make it turn dark, but you talk about, you know, uh, you know, sex, you know, uh, sexual forcing chicks to have sex with you, right. like the abuse, the abusive side of things. And right. like you said, the extra lengths that people are taking to do it. And right. people, uh, you remember when Backpage was a thing, like niggas was on Backpage. It's like, right. it's like, damn, bro, like sex is really that important to y'all to where you got to do all of this. Right. And that's why I have this mindset, like it must be overrated to me because I don't view it as that. Yeah. Now, if I'm kicking it with a shorty, we enjoy each other company and one thing leads to another boom. You know, that's, that's a, that's a moment thing, but am I going out of my way? No, like never, I'm never going out of my way. Right. Know? So that's kind of where the overrated aspect comes for me because it's just like, yeah, it's cool. It's fun. You do what you do. It's, you know, you have your time, but I'm not doing the most to get it. Like I don't, it don't, it's not that for me. Hey ladies, y'all hear that? <laughs> At the end of the day, February is right around the corner of Valentine's <laughs> day. Stop bullshitting. Okay. Um, one of the things that I, that I have noticed when it comes to relationships is the fact that women, when it comes to male and female relationships, a lot of women out there, they don't even know who to pick from because women, they get dick offered to them all day long. All day long. So when it comes to people of quality, and this is something that I, you know, I actually, I am a, a, a girl dad. Mm-hmm. So with my daughter being only one, you know, I got years to have to worry about this, but at the same time. One thing that I feel troubles women is the fact of you got so many guys hitting on you. You got so many guys offering you dick. How do you assess what's quality for you versus what's just another fucking guy added to your body? Mm -hmm. Struggle with that shit. Real. Like, I used to live in York, PA. Your PA is a, a piece of shit town. I lived there on and off for like five years. Well, they go to they go to York PA uh, viewers. Hey, no, York PA, y'all know what the fuck is going to city. <laughs> shit, y'all got to deal with racism and still have to go to the bar. Uh, people from York, they know what time it is. Right. I'm on the money. <laughs> At- Two. Um, by saying that, I mean, if you don't see value or worthless 
I'm, I'm sorry, if you don't see value in yourself and you feel like you're worthless, the people that you're going to be attracted to are people that got shit with them. Mm-hmm. Like men like to, what they call it? Upgrade. Beyonce came out with that song. And will shoot their shot because to men, it's a numbers game. Yeah. Men will play the numbers game all day long. Women happen to be the victim of the numbers game mm-hmm. because eventually you're going to open up to one of these motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. The thing is, while, while the, if you understand that the guys are playing a number game, you still constantly have to, you got a job to do as well, ladies. You got to be selective of who you allow in your presence and who you allow in your body. Because it's a numbers game that men, you might have overlooked somebody that could have been of quality they are when I'm now accepting applications. It might be an application from two weeks ago that you might want to fucking pick up. Yeah. That was a, of quality. This motherfucker's resume meets your shit to the T. But now you done threw all them resumes in the trash. Now the, 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 these next 15 applicants, none of them are qualified. They drag us. But you need somebody to fill the position. <laughs> that's where you fuck up. But that's a fact. I, I feel like the, the hardest thing for the women is that for them, it's trial and error. So it's like, I have to give this dude a try to see if he's the one. I have to give this guy a try to see if he's the one. And I think the biggest misconception when it comes to women is that they think that sex is the deciding factor. So I'm, right. what I mean by that is they feel like if I let him hit too early, he's not going to like me or he's not going to take me seriously. Or if I make him wait three months, he'll stay longer. That don't mean nothing. There's some dudes that will play the long game to hit right. and then bounce. Like, uh, and then they go, then when you make him wait as long and he hit, he's going to be like, man, it wasn't even all that. Like I didn't wait three months for that. Like, right. so it's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's no real answer to it. So yeah, you can, you can play the long game. Um, but with me, I feel like it's a communication thing. Like, before anything go down, really communicate with people that you talk to. Like, even just me kicking it with Omar. Like, I'm not going to come on this show if I didn't know the type of person that Omar was. Like, I'm not going... He could have hated me behind my back talking mad trash. And then I pull up to the studio and then we act like we buddy-buddy. Like, I can get the feel or, of or I catfish you to get here and I'm fucking slandering you. Right. Yeah. So let me tell you what shit wasn't funny. <laughs> like, uh, hey, look, in my opinion. Time to cook something up. He could have came here and just flame me up the whole time, right? <laughs> so yeah, it's like it's about communication, bro. You really gotta communicate to figure people out, see what their mindset is, see if things align, and that's really how you figure out who's the right one for you. Now people are gonna give you the the you know the the sweet talk, they're gonna say whatever they gotta say, but you can you gotta be able to read people, you gotta see. The actions got to align with the words. Okay. So if I say, oh, yeah, I'm a nice guy. But whenever we get in a uh, discussion, I'm calling you a bitch. Right. Like, obviously, those things don't align. Like, it's just it just don't work that way. Um, I can say that, oh, I respect women. But, you know, I, I disrespect my mom whenever I'm around. Her. Like, you got to align the words, you know, with the actions. And that's kind of how you really get that feel for who the person is. But, you know, I ain't Dr. Phil or nothing like that. But, you know, I just had to drop that piece. <laughs> nah, man, this is pieces that people need to hear. It's a lot yeah. of people struggling, as you can see, you know, pre-COVID and post-COVID. When it comes to relationships, man, people can't ever get it right. You know, another thing that's a big part when it comes to relationship and building with somebody is accountability. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't want to accept the fact that, listen, just because your Zodiac sign 
says X, <laughs> Y, and Z. That don't got shit to do with what you choose to do and your day-to-day operations and how you operate. Mm-hmm. You are you. I don't give a fuck if you a Sagittarius, Capricorn, Taurus, Libra, Leo. It don't matter. At the end of the day, if you want a successful relationship, you have to put the work in. Thanks. And I know people that, you know, will get tired of somebody after two weeks. Next thing you know, they got a new boat. Like Kevin Hart said, this whole shit. Mm-hmm. And you look goofy posting them on that. Like, don't post these people on social media till it's solidified. And if you want to be a hoe, guess what? That's okay. It's okay. But be single. Be single <laughs> and be a hoe. If you want guys to pay for your pussy, ask them, hey, listen, how much money you got? Off the break. Ain't no need to be building up bullshit. You need $200. And all right. <laughs> Hey, this dude's out here buying used candy, so uh, you'll definitely make some money. I promise you. <laughs> I promise you. All right, man. Well, that will complete it for this week's It's Time to Cook Something with Be Exposed Radio. I'm your guy, one of the illest hosts in the area in the DMV, Hilarious Omar. Thank you so much. We got the kid going. Come on, man. You already know what's up with me. It's only entertainment. Yeah, <laughs> we thank you so much for, 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 for coming through. Busting it up. That was a good Jay-Z, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you ready, B? <laughs> Yo, that's good. Yo, that's good. What you want me to do? I'm sorry. <laughs> Yo, get this man his fucking just do. Why are you alive? Hey, man, BeExposedRadio.com. Uh, you can tune, it, tune in to us every week, 5 p.m. It's time to cook something. Hilarious Omar, we out. <laughs>